Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. Happy New Year, guys. I know it's kind of late coming as it's almost the end of January already, which is crazy. But I was actually not able to record a birth podcast until um, this week, so I'm just putting one up now. I wanted to just, instead of, rather than doing the intro on Zoom, because I'm interviewing um, another close friend from Washington State, I thought I would just record this intro before and just say Happy New Year and hope that everyone New Year is going well. And it's just easier to put one on and sounds better because I realized when I was editing that Lydia's sounded better, like more there and mine sounded more far away. And that's, I think, because I was using Bluetooth headphones. She actually told me that. I didn't realize the last time I did Zoom with one of my other podcasts that we must have both been using Bluetooth or something, but it sounded they both sounded more the same. And this time I could tell that Lydia sounded more like she was like in person almost whereas mine sounded more like it was on a call so maybe next time I'll try to do not use bluetooth it's just nice because I can also walk and and do stuff while I'm still listening if I need to because you know I got a nine-month-old son that's just crawling everywhere so that's fun so sorry that the audio is a little bad at times because it's really tricky as if I try to respond because it's just hard not to respond when you're listening to someone talk it's it sounds like it sounds like I'm cutting her off sometimes but that's just because it's a little delayed or it just whenever you talk it like kind of takes a little bit of chunk out, out of what they're saying so sorry about that so there's some moments where it seems like I'm cutting her off or it's just like cutting you know it's cutting out some of her words so next time I'm going to try to do that better when I do another zoom call so yeah I just want to apologize for that anyway so this new year already starting 2021 it's crazy that it's already here it feels like 2020 went by really fast regardless of all the craziness I had a great year despite everything definitely had some disappointments and it had its ups and downs but I feel very blessed that I was able to still have a great year and to go see my family because I'm a dual citizen that was really a blessing and I know some other people had it so much harder than me and I just I don't want to sound like I had a really rough time because overall I would say I didn't compared to a lot of people. I definitely was disappointed about some things. It was just hard in general that my family couldn't come down for the summer and other things that just just in general not being able to do as much is not fun. But I had a baby. I think that's what, honestly, that's just what made my year so amazing. And I love my baby so much. And it was also an amazing blessing to have my sister move in with us that's another other huge highlight so I think yeah despite everything definitely had a really good year still and I'm excited for this year praying that everything can go back to normal soon or a new normal you know might not ever go back to the exact same normal but just praying that this will be over soon and 
that everyone will have a better year. So without further ado, I am going to now play Lydia's birth stories. I'm really excited about it. Hi, Lydia. Hi. Could you start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Lydia, and you know, Miriam, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, how long have Miriam and I been friends? And it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's like getting close to 11. Oh, man, it's crazy. I know. But anyway, so Miriam and I have been friends for 10 years, (laughs) and I am married to Fernando, and we have two kids. We have a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, Arlo. And an almost nine-month-old. Her name is Ailey. And we live in a cute little rural neighborhood. We have a little fixer-upper house, which has been a lot of work, but it's really nice to make it our own. And I could talk about, like, the hobbies that I enjoy, but honestly, I do not have any time for hobbies because our kids are just, like, at those ages that are just so like our son is two and a half so he's like super needy and emotional and like just really needs attention and he's so busy and then our Mm -hmm. nine-month-old obviously is a baby so she needs a lot of attention too and she's not sleeping very well so like we're just you know we just don't have time for a lot of hobbies but I do like to go for walks I love strapping the kids into the stroller and going for walks and listening to podcasts or music I also like going for drives and since COVID we haven't really been able to drive as much as we used to and I really like to just drive and listen to podcasts and basically I just like listening to podcasts and music (laughs) yeah I agree I guess I forgot Um, to say how old I am I don't think it really matters but I'm 24 and my husband and I have been married for four years wow that's that's so long (laughs) it's so long (laughs) it feels so crazy that we've been married for four years yeah it does that is crazy wow okay well let's jump into maybe if you want to talk about your pregnancies a little bit first what they were like okay I think I'll mostly talk about my pregnancy and labor with Ailey but I'll kind of like throw in Arlo too just because Ailey was the most recent and I just remember it more (laughs) Yeah, that makes but sense. with both my pregnancies, with both my pregnancies, I have had such an easy time, and I didn't get any nausea really. I mean, I would have like a couple days of nausea around like the eight week mark, and then it would be fine. Like I never threw up. I honestly had like the best pregnancies. Like I always, I'm just one of those people that other people are annoyed at because I like loved being pregnant so much, you know. I think you're kind of the same way. Like, you loved being pregnant. hmm I did. But but I did get morning sickness a little bit. I did get some morning sickness in the beginning, which you didn't really get. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. I was just telling my sister-in-law, Laura, today that I, I'm realizing more how rare it is to, like, not have morning sickness because I feel like I'm the only one of my friends and, like, of anyone I know that's, like, never really had morning sickness. At, like, I haven't had it at all. So it's just, like, really weird. I don't know if I will in future pregnancies, but hopefully not because I am very thankful for that. But, um, 
I had my firstborn Arlo at a birth center. Um, I had a natural birth. Um, and we were actually living in a school bus at the time. That's a different story. <laughs> but um, So I kind of thought about having a home birth, but since we were living in a school bus and we had a really tiny bathroom and like a pretty small bedroom, like we had an okay size bedroom, but it was pretty small. Um, I just would rather have had him at the birth center, which is what we did. And we really liked that. But with Eileen, our second, we had, we were in our house and I just remember thinking I would really like to have a home birth if our house is like fixed up enough to feel comfortable in. So then by the time we were um, pregnant with like further along in my pregnancy with her, our house was more comfortable. And so we decided to have a home birth. This was like before COVID or anything. Like we decided to have a home birth. I know a lot of people changed their plans and wanted to have home births since like, it just seems like a scary time to be in the hospital, you know, but mm-hmm. we kind of had the plan. We did have the plan of having a home birth before any of this. And we were really excited. And my husband was on board and he was super excited. And that's, that like made me feel really good. Cause you know, like you want your husband to feel comfortable and he was really excited about it. <laughs> it was funny because with my first um, labor, I had, my son in the bathtub at the birth center and my husband Fernando was like helping me a lot like assisting me during the labor um and he got super wet like his shirt was all wet and we forgot to pack him extra clothes so he was just like damp and cold after I had the baby he was just like so cold and wet the whole time after so then he was like really excited to have a home birth because then he could like get changed anytime he wanted to or like make a cup of coffee or um go take a shower like after I had the baby you know like he was like really excited for that which is kind of funny but also like totally makes sense um and also I was born at home my mom had me at home so it wasn't like home birth seems so scary like it seemed really normal to me you know like it was it's been like normalized in my like Mm -hmm. bringing up my childhood and stuff did you have midwives or a doctor and did you have any pregnancy symptoms like with Eileen, my second, I had pelvic pelvic pain, like down there around 30 weeks. It was really painful. Like it was really weird because if I stood up from sitting down or like got up from out of bed, it was so painful down there. Like it felt like my muscles were just painful, like just sore. And I couldn't like use my legs. Like if I walked too much, it felt really sore down there. And I remember thinking like, I'm only 30 weeks pregnant. Like if this just keeps getting worse and worse, that, this is going to be horrible. Like, like it's going to be not fun, but um, it actually only lasted for like a week. And I took a lot of really hot Epsom salt baths and, and then the pain just went away, which is weird, but I never had that pain again. Even like as she got lower and lower, I didn't get that pain back. So um, thankful for that but that was kind of weird so I wonder if I'll get that again with my next because I never had that with my first Mm. so I don't know but as far as my pregnancies go I don't remember having a lot of symptoms like they just went really well I had a lot of energy not in the first trimester I was pretty tired but like I had quite a bit of energy and um I just really liked having a a tummy and like feeling the baby so like safe in there (laughs) it was just like so nice yeah Um, but my mom actually 16 days late with me 
so I just kind of like my whole like pregnancy and like thinking about having future babies like before I had babies I knew I would probably go late that just seemed I'm just not the type of person that puts much weight on due dates um to me it's like okay that's just kind of around the time you're gonna have a baby you know like don't be like oh I need to have this baby right on my due date you know like that doesn't mean anything to me um but I did go with a midwife for both of them I had the same midwives for Arlo and Eileen just with Arlo it was just at the birth center but here it was at home but we had the same midwives and if you go with a midwife at least in our state I mean the the laws are different in different states but in our great state of Washington (laughs) um we can't go over two weeks late which I think this is where how it is in a lot of states you can't go over two weeks late or else you have to have the baby in hospital um, whether you're like going with a midwife or not so that was just the only thing that was like okay I don't want to go over two weeks late so with Arlo I went a week late and we ended up taking some castor oil with him and then it just like it just went really fast after that Right after we took castor oil, castor oil, is, castor oil is a laxative, so it just kind of like gets everything moving. If you are already ready to like go into labor, then it will just kind of like jumpstart everything. So I didn't really want to take castor oil again with Eileen because I just didn't want it to go that fast. Um, I wanted to kind of like ease into labor more. So with Eileen, we just took it slower. And like one of my week, one of my like when I was a week overdue I was just kind of like well this is what I expected like my whole pregnancy I was like I know I'm gonna be late like I'm totally fine with it and you know how it's kind of just like a mind thing like if you think you're gonna be early and then you end up being late then it just like throws everything off but I always knew I was gonna be late so it just like I felt really comfortable with that as the days went on though I got more and more like when is this baby ever gonna come and by the time I was like nine days late I think I was like a little bit worried like what if I do go past the two-week mark and I have to like have the baby in the hospital like I obviously do not want that I want to have a home birth you know and I know that like I'm healthy and I don't need to have the baby in the hospital like I'm not high risk at all so I kind of talked to my midwife and um she said that maybe I could take some castor oil in a couple days like if we hadn't had the baby yet and I was walking a lot and doing squats so on day 10 even though I didn't really want to take castor oil, I ended up just taking a little bit. She told me to just take a couple tablespoons at, or maybe teaspoons, I don't remember, at 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, and then if nothing happens, a few hours later, take some more. And our plan, not that you can plan things like this, but we really wanted to go into labor like right after Arlo went to bed because we didn't want anyone to like, we didn't want to have someone come and get him and like, take him like my mom take him to her house or whatever we just wanted him to like be here sleeping and then like we would just have the baby so we took the castor oil nothing really happened like I did go to the bathroom I emptied my bowels (laughs) but nothing really was happening we were still going for walks and like still doing squats and um so then at 5 30 I took some more castor oil still nothing was really happening And then we settled down for the night. Like we put Arlo to bed and like I was sitting on the couch with some ice cream. We were about ready to watch Seinfeld. And it was like 9.30, I think. 
And then that's when I started feeling some contractions, but I was thinking like, maybe it's just Braxton Hicks. Like maybe it's fake, not fake, but like, you know, (laughs) practice contractions. Like, I don't know. And then I started timing them and they were super regular. So then that's when I was like, okay, this doesn't happen. Like I, I didn't really get very many Braxton Hicks anyway. So when they kept coming so regularly, I was like, Fernando, I think this is like, I think I'm in labor, but it's like super early. Like it wasn't painful at all. It was just like, we're just easing into it, which is exactly what I wanted. So we watched Seinfeld and I ate my ice cream and, um, just like kind of hung out and then Fernando was like well we should go to bed and like try to get some sleep especially him because he like doesn't do well with no sleep (laughs) so um we went to bed around 10 or 10 30 and I knew that I wasn't gonna go to sleep because I was just like too excited so I remember laying in bed just staring at the clock and like timing my contractions. I was like, okay, these ones are three minutes apart. These ones are five minutes apart. This, this one is like four minutes apart. Like they, they're really regular, like in between two and five minutes apart. And my midwives, towards the end of my pregnancy, my midwives would tell me like, tell, call us right away because your labor with Arlo went like five or six hours, which is really fast, especially for a first. So they're like, your second's probably going to be even faster because that's normally how it goes. So they're like, call us right away and tell us like when you're in labor because we want to be able to like make it to your house on time and like, you know. So then I didn't feel like ready to call them yet because not they weren't painful at all and it didn't really feel like real yet. So then finally around 11.30, I think, 11 or 11.30, I called my midwife because they slowly started getting a little bit more painful just more like intense like my belly was super tight and anytime I like stood up it was kind of got like kind of harder and then they actually started to wrap around towards my back which I had back labor with Arlo and if you don't know what if your listeners don't know what back labor is it's basically I think it's just like how the baby's positioned against your spine can cause pain in your back like with each contraction so it's not a fun time because it's like not only are you like experiencing pain with the contraction but you're also like your back is really sore too it's just kind of like it wraps around um so I was like okay I know that I'm gonna have back labor again but at least I know what to expect and I know how to like handle it because we kind of like figured out the best positions and stuff with Arlo so I was like, well, at least I know what to expect. So that's when I called my midwife was when I started feeling a little bit of back labor. And she asked me if I was feeling the urge to push at all. I think she thought in her head that I was going to go like super fast. Like right when I went to labor, I think they kind of expected me to just like right away, like be ready to pop out a baby. But I was like, okay, I think it's going to go a little bit slower than we expected. So one of my midwives lives just like 10 minutes down our road so she was the one that was on call so she was like okay I'll like get myself ready and head over um and then I called my doulas I had two doulas come and they're actually um they just lived down the road so they walked over and they were they're two of my friends so like they just walked over and I felt kind of silly like calling them so soon because nothing was really happening I was kind of like are we just gonna like are they going to get here? We're just going to sit around. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they were super excited because neither of them had 
experienced a home birth before all their all the births that they had been to had been hospital births so they were like really excited and like okay they're like okay we'll get all our stuff ready like come over and like um so they came over and it was this labor was so different compared to my labor with Arlo because with Arlo it was like it was so fast like it just felt like what is going on like are we in labor or is it just the castor oil like um okay like we need to go and then we like went to the birth center and we, like, we were like going somewhere so it felt like more was happening because we had to drive somewhere and then like um we got there and I was like already ready to push and both my labors were around the same time frame but it just felt so much faster with Arlo for some reason because it was just a little more chaotic and like um once we got to the birth center it was fine it was really peaceful and like but I was like it just felt like okay once we get to the birth center I have to start pushing because I was already like ready and anyway but with Ailey it was so different because we were just at home and it just felt more like peaceful and quiet and like my doulas came and we just kind of were or like talking and joking even though my contractions were kind of painful in between contractions I could just like talk and relax and then when my doula came or my midwife came she one of my midwives was actually friends with my doula so we were just all like hanging out <laughs> just, like, <laughs> um friends talking and then like um my midwife was like well I'm not gonna check you yet because it seems like you're you are um handling the contractions really well and like you don't seem like you're quite ready so I'm just gonna like get my stuff ready and like we can just chill so we just kind of talked for a while and then I think Fernando was like slowly getting the birth tub set up because we borrowed a birth tub from our birth center to have so that we could have Ailey in the birth tub in the middle of the living room and he was like kind of getting that set up and then finally I was like I think I might have, I don't remember if my midwife wanted to check me or if I was like, could you check me just to like see if I should like get in the bathtub or the birth tub yet. So then she did check me and I was seven centimeters. So seven centimeters dilated. So then I was like, okay, it's probably, I just felt like it was probably going to go fast after that. Um, We all thought it would go faster, but it ended up being like the same time, like five, six hours, which is still pretty fast, but like it was just like the same as Arlo so shortly after that I got in the bathtub which looking back I would have waited longer I would have walked around more and like not have gotten in the bathtub so fast but I just wanted to be in the warm water because I just like love being in water um when I'm in labor just with Arlo too I just like after I had him in the bathtub I was like I'm probably gonna have all my future babies in the bathtub because it just it was so nice Um, And it, like, eased the pain a little bit. And then, like, with my back labor, with Arlo, Fernando would – he came up on the side of the bathtub and would, like, lift me up from my back. So he was, like, holding me up in the bathtub. And that just, like, the pressure on my back of him, like – like, it was my weight, but his hand, like, with the pressure on my back, it just, like, made it feel really good. So I just felt like if I keep having back labor with my pregnancies or with my labors, then I – being in the bathtub just seems like the best option so I got in the birth tub and I was still able to like talk and kind of laugh in between contractions and just like whatever (laughs) um but the back labor did start getting a little more intense it just slowly started getting more and more intense and then my doulas actually had like a really hot washcloth they kept getting really they kept like getting it wet again like really hot and wringing it out and then putting it on my back 
with each contraction and that actually felt so good that was like the best thing for my pain like I just feel like heat and like warm water for me and I think people in general I think that eases a lot of pain so that was really nice and then they would kind of take turns like pressing my hips together which felt kind of good and it probably helped my baby lower but it also kind of hurt in a way because they were pressing so hard it kind of like it was like it felt good but also kind of hurt so I don't know I feel like I probably wouldn't have anyone do that again I would probably have them just do like the hot water and like maybe do the hip squeezes again but not as much um so they would just like take turns doing that I was actually really glad that I had two doulas because they were just like taking turns it would have been really tiring to just have one since it's like a lot of work to like press my back and to like squeeze my hips and stuff um and I also had a playlist going in the background. It was the same one that I used for Arlo, but I added more songs to it. So it was just kind of like music that Fernando and I listened to when we were dating and like just like, like really calm, like chill music, like music that just like made me think of like memories and like made me feel good. And I really liked having that. I'll still listen to that playlist sometimes. And it's just like songs that mean a lot to me. So, but like really chill songs that I really like that are just really easy to listen to. So I like having that playlist because I think with any of my future babies and labors, then I'll always have that playlist to like listen to. And it just, it makes me like excited to have another baby. It was just funny because I was like so excited to like listen to that playlist again. I don't know. It's just like, I, I just think that that's making labor like more special. I know that not everyone has this chance because some, some labors and deliveries are very fast and traumatic and you don't have time to think about those kind of things but if you do have time to think about those things whether you are having a baby at the birth center or the hospital or at home it is a really good idea to like light a candle or bring a diffuser or like play your favorite music like to think about those kind of things you know that just like make you feel more at peace or like some women I know listen to like crazy screamo music and that's what they like <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> like whatever makes you feel like you can get gets you through it you know I think that that's a really good idea. And my doulas did say that they really liked my labor with Eileen because it was just so like peaceful and at home was a bit, was so nice because it was so familiar to me and like we didn't have to change anything. And they said that with their other laboring mamas going to the hospital, they always had to like make changes to make the room more homey, like bring a diffuser, bring a candle or like things like that but when you're at home you don't have to do those things you know because you're already at home so it's like it's just nice to be in your own space but um but if you are like having a baby at the birth center at the hospital that's like such a good idea to do things like that that just make you feel comfortable I really liked my birth playlist but one at one point during my labor this is actually kind of a funny story at one point during my labor, I kept getting the urge to pee. And I was thinking like, this is just such an odd feeling to have while you're in labor because you almost feel like if you, well, obviously like I didn't want to pee in the birth tub. So I wanted to like get out and go in the toilet. But like also you just feel like if you pee, like what if the baby comes out? Even though like I knew that the baby wasn't ready to come out because I didn't have any urge to push, but it was still like, it was just a weird feeling to feel like you have to pee in the middle of labor. I don't know. Anyway, so I like got up. I was like, I have to pee. So I, I got up and I went to the bathroom. But my midwife, my second midwife who had got there 
just like she had just got there so she was in the bathroom like washing her hands or like getting something ready I don't remember what she was doing but um I saw that she was in there she didn't see me and all the lights were really dim like they didn't really turn any lights on they were just like a few really dim ones but anyways so she didn't really see me but I saw her and then I like came back out into the living room and was like my midwife's in there like the other midwife's in there so then I just like stood there like waiting for the bathroom (laughs) and then everyone just started laughing they're like you're like the most peaceful like polite laboring mom (laughs) because you're like literally just waiting (laughs) for the bathroom like while you're pretty much close to like transition and like pushing (laughs) and then I just like couldn't help but laugh at that because it was it was like in between a contraction so it wasn't like I was in pain but it was just like funny because instead of being like I have to go to the bathroom get out (laughs) I just like (laughs) was patiently waiting for her and I didn't even really like think about it but anyway so then she came out and then I went into the bathroom and like went pee and I had a contraction in the bathroom so I just kind of like waited for that contraction to pass and then I came back out you know how you just have to stop everything that you're doing when you're in a contraction and just like Mm -hmm. get it over with so then I came back out and got back in the bathtub and then um and then they kept like pressing my back after that but then after a while I just kind of like didn't I remembered what Fernando did with with Arlo, like my back labor with Arlo, how he would like lift me up in the bathroom, in the bathtub. Because with my doulas, I would like sit up and like lean over the bathtub and then they would press my back. But with Arlo, Fernando would like pick me up. So I was kind of like laying in the bathtub, if that makes sense. So then after a while, I was just kind of like, can Fernando, can you just like take over for a little while and like give the doulas a break? And then and it was funny because he like cracked his knuckles and was like, you guys can take a break. Papa's going to take over. <laughs> I, like, I just thought it was funny how he like made that joke. But so he started doing that. He started doing the same thing that he did with Arlo. And that instantly just like made me feel more comfortable. It really helped the pain, but I think it also just like having him right there helped too, you know, like touching me and stuff. Um, but the pain just kind of got like more and more intense and it started to really tire me out. Like when you're just in pain, it's, you just get like exhausted from the pain, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was slowly getting more and more like, okay, I'm like ready to be done with this. And I had been in the bathtub for a while. Like I said before, looking back, I wish I would have walked around a little bit more for maybe like a half an hour more and then got in the bathtub. So I was in the bathtub for like two hours total I think um so looking back I probably wouldn't have gotten the bathtub so early I probably would have gotten in the bathtub like closer to pushing but but it was nice to be in the bathtub and Fernando kept refilling it with hot water so that was nice but um anyway so the pain was just getting to be so exhausting and I was getting just like like in between contractions I couldn't like talk or like I couldn't even really keep my eyes open in between contractions to like look at people I could just I just had to like lay back and like close my eyes and like rest I almost felt like I could fall asleep in between contractions but I knew that I wasn't going to because they were pretty close together so I started to just get super exhausted and you know that's when at least for me that's when it's like okay can I just start pushing already because I just actually I wanted to say before this that Fernando read a book while I was pregnant with Arlo called The Birth Partner. And I would recommend any doula or like 
anyone that's going to assist you in labor or like your husband or doula or whatever or your mom to read this book because it was so good it just like helped him to prepare for being with me in labor and kind of kind of being my doula in a way but in that book it said that the laboring woman sets the tone and that's I just thought that's so true because if I'm like joking and laughing then like other people can joke and laugh (laughs) but if I'm really quiet like you don't want people to be like making a joke or talking when I'm like trying to just relax and be quiet you know so Mm -hmm. I thought that was like really good advice for anybody who's gonna be with a laboring woman is that just let her set the tone and some women are more vocal and like someone like I am actually really quiet and calm when I'm in labor I just like I am really focused and I just really like I don't have like the energy to be I don't know it helps I know that a lot of women for a lot of women it helps to like scream and be be more like I don't know make more noises but for me it's just like I'm so focused and I'm so like quiet I guess um but during my labor it was funny because one of my midwives was like sitting up against the wall like on the other side of the room and then my other one was sitting by the fire because we had a little fire going in our fireplace and she was just like knitting by the fire it was just like so calm it just felt like we were in a cabin in the prairie pioneer days (laughs) and I was (laughs) breathing in the birth tub (laughs) anyways um my midwife finally said um do you want to like test out pushing a little bit just kind of like push with a contraction just to see if like anything happens and so I tried that but nothing really happened but then shortly after that it's always like when you feel like you just can't you're just like I'm I'm done with this then that's when you like start like you start being ready to or go through transition I guess and like you're ready to start pushing um so then I kind of went through that where I was like I'm so tired I just want to start pushing because then you feel when you're pushing you just feel more progress okay something's happening I'm pushing and like I'm doing something you know but before you start pushing it kind of just feels like like each contraction comes and goes and it's just painful and then like I don't know I just feel like once you get to the pushing stage you're like okay like you get like this burst of energy again to like keep going and you feel like okay like now we're getting somewhere and that happened once I started pushing once I started pushing it went really fast um my first push my midwife saw her head like the top of the crown of her head um and it was funny because the whole time and even like during my pregnancy my midwife had been calling the baby a he and I think that was kind of because I thought that it would be a boy but once she saw the baby's head she said oh like I see her head and then she all of a sudden started and we didn't find out the gender until we had her so it was just funny how the midwife saw her head maybe because she had a lot of hair and like I don't know I don't know why but (laughs) so with the first push we saw the baby's hair and she's like do you want to reach down and feel the baby's hair so I like felt her hair and that was cool and then with the second push her head came out and I felt a pop and I was kind of like confused like what was that and then I was like it's okay it's just your water breaking so my water didn't break that whole time until her head was literally coming out but then my contraction stopped so like her head came out halfway and then my contraction was over so it was just like sitting there and it just felt like 
I remember thinking in my head, like, am I going to tear? Because this feels like, like her head, like the biggest part of her body, basically, at that point is like just sitting there. <laughs> it just feels like the weirdest <laughs> feeling. And I just had to like sit and breathe. And like, I knew that my next contraction was going to come soon. So I just had to like be patient and wait, even though it was pretty painful. And then my next contraction came and I was like, I am pushing this baby out out like I'm not letting her sit there any longer so and then with the next contraction I just like pushed as hard as I could and like she just slid out and then my midwife kind of picked her up and like brought her halfway to me and then I like grabbed her and like picked her up like held her to me so I ended up pushing her out in five minutes and only three contractions and with Arlo I pushed for an hour so it felt like I was just like so fast to push a baby out you know but it was nice because I didn't have to push for an hour so with Arlo I, yeah. I didn't end up tearing I only got, uh I can't remember what it's called I think it's called a labial tear which is basically like not even a first degree tear it's just like my midwife was like you could get a couple stitches but you don't need to so then I ended up getting a couple stitches with Arlo but it was just literally like two little stitches and I didn't even like need them but with Ailey I ended up not tearing at all which is like such a blessing like I'm so thankful that I didn't tear because it's just it makes recovery so much easier and I'm just really thankful that I didn't have to deal with that <laughs> but anyways we didn't know the gender at that point and I was holding her to me and I remember thinking in my head like I just don't want to find out yet I just want to like hold her even though I didn't know it was a she and like just wait a little bit but Fernando was so curious like he thought that we were gonna have a baby and then like hold the baby out for all to see like right away what the gender was <laughs> but in my head I was just thinking like I just want to like enjoy this moment of like just just having her you know so I was holding her for only it wasn't that long it was probably like not even a minute and then Fernando like lifted up her leg to see like whether it was a boy or a girl and I looked down and I saw her umbilical cord and I thought that that was a penis so I was like okay it's a boy and I assumed that it would be a boy for some reason, but I kind of like hoped for a girl. So, but I was like, fine with whatever, you know? But then mm -hmm. I realized that that was the umbilical cord. And then I was like, oh, and then we like looked down and saw that it was a girl. And then Fernando was like so happy because like, I think he wanted a girl too. So he was like, it's a girl. And then like, um, we were all so happy. And then I just felt like, I felt really emotional after I had her, even before I found out the gender, I felt really emotional because it just felt like, like I had labored for so long, even though it wasn't like that long of a labor, <laughs> but it just felt like, you know, like you work so hard for something and then they're finally here in your arms and you're just like, you feel emotional. And like mm -hmm. I was kind of tearing up. And then when I found out it was a girl, I kind of teared up more and was like, just so happy and like, just felt so different to have a girl, like to have your same, like, it feels like a little you, you know, like, oh, like, it's one of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. My mom saying the same thing when she had um, my oldest sister, they had a boy and then they had a girl second. And she remembers feeling the same way, like, like, oh, it's like one of me. And like, it just feels so different. And yeah, that was super exciting. And so we, and then like birthing the placenta was really, it's been, it, both both labors it's been really easy to birth the placenta it just basically like slips out and I know for some women that's actually like really painful but I don't know why because I don't know why for me it was so easy to just like slip out so hopefully <laughs> with my future babies it'll be the same way and then we stayed in the bathtub for a little while and then 
got out and got in the bed and just like snuggled her and kind of like got cleaned up and just like started nursing right away and yeah it was just like a really nice experience and I'm really thankful that I can look back and have like like good memories because I know that so many labors can be so traumatic for good reason because there's just so much that can happen and can go on and like labors can be really long so I'm just like really thankful that I can look back at mine and just have like good memories and actually like to think about them instead of like blocking them out of my memory yeah for sure that makes that makes sense um do you which one which birth was easier for you um, they were, they felt so similar, except that I at least felt more chill because we were kind of like, we just knew like with your second, you just know more what to expect. Um, and with Eileen's, I labored for longer and then pushed for shorter. And then with Arlo, I labored for shorter, but then pushed for an hour. So they just felt like hard in different ways. So I don't know if I would say that I feel like I had a better experience with Eileen because it we knew more what to expect and it felt more chill and like we were at home but I wouldn't say that hers was like so much easier I would just I don't know I just feel kind of like I think I enjoyed hers more because we were at home and I like I have wanted a home birth so I really was happy to be able to do that right would you do home birth similar like the same time frame and everything like five six hours back labor yeah Yeah, that's true they're very similar would you say that you would want to do home births for your all your other if we're able I would always choose a home birth because I don't see why not like if I had if I was a high-risk pregnancy I totally like understand why like someone would want to be in the hospital but since I'm so low risk and like my labors have gone really well I don't have any like underlying conditions or anything then I don't see why I wouldn't want to have a home birth you know yeah that makes sense especially because the birth center like when the midwife comes to you like if you're gonna go with a midwife and when the midwife comes to you they're gonna have all the same things that they would have at the birth center like they bring all their equipment to you so it's kind of like why not have a home birth if that's what you want because like it would be the same thing as the birth center does that make sense yeah that does make sense the only difference is like you have to drive to the birth center which I don't want to do <laughs> because with Arlo I remember the drive was only like 10 minutes and I had like three contractions in that 10 minute time and I was just like oh like every bump in the road I felt like it just wasn't comfortable so it's nice to just like not have to go anywhere but I can totally see why someone would want to be at the birth center or like at a hospital because a lot of people feel like they would rather go somewhere else and like um maybe they don't want to like have things to clean up or have like I don't know not that there's like that much of a mess I guess we had Eileen in the birth tub so it was like you just had to dump out the birth tub and that's pretty much it but yeah so yeah how was your postpartum and breastfeeding experiences um, postpartum went really well since I didn't tear at all. And since my pushing was so fast, I didn't feel as sore as I did with Arlo. I was actually really surprised. I was like, I don't feel like any soreness down there, like hardly at all. And that was like really nice. 
I felt like the healing and everything went a lot smoother. Not that it was very bad with Arlo, but like with Arlo, I feel like I was a lot more sore and like I couldn't sit down very like it was just like you had to be careful, you know, and with Ailey, I had to be careful too. But like, I don't know, it just felt like surprising how how like smooth it went. Did you have any issues with breastfeeding or was it just smooth? Well, I didn't really have any issues with breastfeeding except that Ailey would get like bubbles in her tummy and that kind of she didn't sleep very well and she seemed kind of like I don't know where actually she still has spells like that and we still don't know quite what it is because she won't sleep very well sometimes or like she'll have trouble pooping like she does better but I just I don't know what it is at first I was like oh it's dairy I know it's dairy I'm just gonna cut out milk and cheese like I won't eat anything like that and for like three weeks and I didn't really eat that much dairy anyway so then for three weeks I didn't eat any dairy but then it didn't really help so I was like I don't know what it is but I think it was like we didn't have trouble like getting enough milk like my milk supply was fine my nipples weren't sore and Ailey was getting enough like she was growing fine but it seemed like her latch wasn't the best because she would kind of like suck in air and then we felt like that was probably why she had bubbles in her tummy so it took us a while to like get her latch better because she would make like a clicking noise like like she just had a hard time like latching but that kind of just resolved with time even though she still has trouble pooping I just don't know why I've taken her to our chiropractor a few times I think I just need to give her more regular chiropractor appointments to like get her adjusted because it does help but my chiropractor said that when babies are that little there's just so much going on and they're growing so fast and there's so much going on in their their little tummies and like with their intestines and stuff like they just sometimes have trouble pooping because they just I don't know they're just growing so fast and anyway so I think I just need to get her more frequent adjustments and and it'll probably be fine but it has gotten better but yeah other than that I haven't really had any trouble with actual breastfeeding or like my milk supply that's good that's good. Just to eat a lot and drink a lot. <laughs> I feel like those are the two most important things when it comes to breastfeeding is like making sure you're getting enough calories and like getting, staying hydrated because with Arlo, I remember like I would notice if I didn't drink enough water that day, I like would notice it like, oh, I need to drink more water. Even though my milk supply was always pretty good with him, but I just remember feeling like it would go up if I drank more water, you know, like if I just made sure I was like, eating enough and staying hydrated and resting too yeah you breast fed Arlo for up till he was like 18 months how long was it again breastfed him for 15 months and that's when I started to wean him and then he was officially weaned at 16 months so it was okay I had only I only fed him like twice a day at 15 months but then I like cut his morning feeding and then And then he would just nurse once a day. And then by 16 months, he was like, not really interested anymore. And I kind of want to nurse Ailey for longer than that. But it just depends on like, where you're at and like, what your baby's like, because I do feel like Ailey is more attached to me than Arlo is. So that's kind of why I feel like she'll probably breastfeed for longer. But I don't know, you just kind of never know. How old were you when you had Arlo? I was 21. When I had Arlo, I actually just turned 21 when I got pregnant with him. 
and then I was 23 when I had Ailey. They're 22 months apart. So they're pretty close what? in age, which has made life a little crazy because Ailey's like wants to be doing what Arlo's doing, but then he's like really big for his age and he's like rough with her and he doesn't mean to hurt her, but it's like he'll accidentally knock her over or he'll like be playing and then like he'll want to hold her or like whatever. So it just feels like it makes life really chaotic because we're always having to like guard them. <laughs> like, like make sure you don't knock Eileen over. Like and she always wants to climb up on the couch and do what he's doing and then she'll like fall off the couch and then she'll cry. It's just like a uh-huh. lot's going on, you know? Yeah. What was your due date? Did you say your due date with Eileen? My due date was April 20th and then I had her May 1st, which was so weird to me because the whole pregnancy I was like an April baby, an April baby, like I'm just like, it'll be so nice to have an April baby. Like, that just seems like a nice time to have a birthday. And then um, I was thinking, like, even if I'm late with her, like, I'll still have an April baby because I'm due <laughs> the 20th. But then it ended up being the morning of May 1st. So then when people ask when her birthday is, I have to, like, think about it. Like, because I always thought it would be April, you know? Yeah, so that is funny. May. So now I have to, like, stop and think. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's May 1st. <laughs> wow. With Arlo, his due date was June 18th, and then we had him June 25th, so that didn't feel as confusing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do you have any advice for future moms? You kind of gave some advice throughout you talking, but... Yeah, for, like, labor or pregnancy or just anything? Just anything. Well, oh, sorry, for labor and pregnancy. (laughs) For just being a mom. You're just, like, giving advice about random other topics. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess what I said before with labor, like, whether you're having a hospital birth or, or, like, birth center or at home, just, like, figure out what, what you want to do and, like, what will make you feel comfortable. And, like, I personally, I like not having any pain medication because it's taught me so much about my body and how to manage pain, like being in the bathtub or like hip squeezes or like different positions. It like, it just really like you really learn about your body. And I think that that's a really cool part of pregnancy and labor for me is like to just learn what works and what doesn't work. Um, but I know that a lot of women just feel so much more comfortable with an epidural or like, you know, having some kind of like pain reliever or like, you know, just, like, figure out what works for you, and then, like I said before, with, like, having the playlist, or, like, a diffuser with your favorite essential oils, or, like, really calming essential oils, or, like, a candle, or, like, your favorite candle that smells really good, or whatever, like, just figure out what will make you comfortable, and I don't know. Yeah, that's that's good advice. You had your placenta encapsulated, right? Do you feel like that actually helped you a lot? Or would you just not know? I just wouldn't know because um, I felt really good. Like I never got any postpartum depression or like baby blues or anything like that. And I always thought like, oh, it's probably because I took my placenta, but it's kind of like, you don't really know. But I would just suggest to like do your own research, look into it. If that interests you, a lot of people are just grossed out by it. And it's like, that's fine don't do it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
um, like I totally get why people would be grossed out by it because it is kind of gross but like um I don't know like if you're interested in that then just look into it and like yeah it's kind of just like whatever whatever your research leads you to whatever decision it leads you to make yeah that's good advice too just doing your own research about things um because I honestly feel like some people I've talked to that like or some of my friends that are pregnant or just in general someone I talk to will actually not know a lot about stuff even when they're in it because they just don't really look up things some people just aren't into like looking up stuff a lot or they just don't think of it Mm -hmm. so then they don't always know everything but I would say it's really good to research at least like basic or not basic things but just like look more into everything before because it's fun too and yeah yeah with both my pregnancies especially my first I kind of just had a passion for like reading and like learning more about pregnancy and everything and I still feel like really interested in that kind of stuff and just basically like women's health in general I really feel interested in but um with my pregnancies I read Ina May's Guide to Childbirth which I loved and then Ina May's Guide to Breastfeeding which those books are just so helpful and like they have so much information especially if you want to go more the natural way and like maybe have a baby out of the birth center and like that just helps you feel more prepared and more like I don't know just more empowered especially anime's guide to childbirth because she kind of goes over everything that would happen or could happen you know so you just feel like you don't expect and then my sister-in-law and a couple other people actually recommended Bradley the Bradley method um or like it's a book by I think William Bradley but that book sounds really good too I haven't read it but I've heard a lot of good things about it to just prepare you and like to teach you things that you just wouldn't no otherwise you know like about epidurals and about just all kinds of things and like even I don't know learning like if somebody is thinking about starting to try to get pregnant like even learning how to prepare your body for pregnancy like before you're even pregnant you know like how to nourish your body and like how to get ready to like set yourself up for a good pregnancy you know like all those things are so important and can help a lot yeah for sure anyway Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you. Uh, Lydia also has a podcast that she does with her best friend, Laura, who I'm hoping to have her tell her birth story sometime on this. But if you want to check it out, it's called Simply Wild. And they're on Instagram. And you can find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I don't know where else you have it, but I know you have it on there. So. Yeah, I think we have yeah. our podcast on most places where you would listen to a podcast. But yeah, we talk a lot about motherhood and pregnancy and childbirth, but also we're more of like a lifestyle podcast. So just kind of like everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their their podcast isn't more isn't just based on one topic. It has they cover just anything. So yeah, check it out. It's really good um and Lydia is also on Instagram (laughs) sorry Finn's making some noises Lydia is also on Instagram and I'll I mean I'll tag you in a photo that I post so anyway thanks for coming on and 
yeah I forgot to tell you <laughs> wait I forgot to tell you Eileen's full name it's kind of late now but <laughs> oh okay yeah but her name is Eileen Fern and my husband's name is Fernando and I've actually always liked the name Fern for a girl like from Charlotte's Web so we named her Eileen Fern kind of after like to name her after Fernando and anyway that's that's her <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, thanks for so having good. me it i like really the name fern well. it was really fun to talk thank yeah, you that our babies didn't sure. interrupt us too much <laughs> yeah they're just like so loud thanks for listening sorry that that end was a little weird it was we talked a little more after that but we didn't actually do i didn't actually do an outro i thought i'd just record one again after but I just had to kind of cut it off at a little bit of a weird spot. So anyway, it was really great having Lydia on the podcast and I'm so thankful I got to have her and yeah, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Theme song brought to you by my husband, Joel Pennings playing on the bass guitar and myself playing the electric piano.